Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. Today is going to be more KU football because it's that time of year. The season's just a couple of weeks away, and there is a lot of news with KU football. Let's start it out with a commitment that was made this past week, a quarterback that KU landed for their 2023 recruiting class, which is a big deal because they get this guy. It's a quarterback named Kaysen Wiseman. He committed to the Jayhawks. He's from uh, just 20 miles west of Atlanta, a Georgia kid. He also had offers from Cal, Colorado State, Hawaii, Tulane, UNLV. So he had some uh, other D1 offers out there. Wiseman, a six foot two, one 180-pound dual-threat prospect um, out of South Paulding High School. Like I said, it's close to Atlanta, Georgia. And it's uh, just another feather in the cap for Lance Leipold in this offseason as they're trying to build their winning program there in Lawrence, Kansas. And uh, one thing that he was very excited, what Wiseman, uh, this QB commit from Georgia, said was that he wanted to be part of a winning program. And he said that he's excited about the chance to be a part of laying the foundation for the future of the Kansas Jayhawks football program and wanted to be there um, with Lance Leipold as he builds this thing up. So he was actually able to attend the uh, Friday Night Lights camp on June 24th, uh, got to throw in front of some of the Kansas coaches, and he was offered a scholarship that he accepted on August 4th. So that's great stuff there for the Kansas uh, football program, getting a quarterback in Case and Wiseman that completed 62% of his passes last year, 17 touchdowns, 2,000 yards passing. He also ran the ball for 300 yards and eight touchdowns. His team went eight and three, uh, got to the first round of the Georgia Class 6A playoffs, and he actually uh, – didn't get to play in the playoff game because of a broken sternum, but he led the team to the playoffs, which was going to be my point there. Uh, but very excited for KU to get a quarterback, another quarterback into the fold, because the more you can get, the better. You never know what's going to happen with the transfer portal these days. So having depth at every position is critical going forward for the Kansas Jayhawks program as they are building it up. And speaking of depth, I wanted to look at the Kansas depth chart because we're getting close to the season. Obviously, season opener, Tennessee Tech on September 2nd, coming up on a Friday night at David Booth Memorial Stadium. And it is going to be a good night, I think. It's going to be a showcase for what Leipold's built this offseason with their uh, transfers, with some of their freshmen that have come in, and... Plus, they have their uh, core group of guys coming back. They have several guys that uh, could have jumped into the transfer portal, but they wanted to stay around, and they wanted to show that KU is building something uh, under Lance Leipold. So I wanted to go through the depth chart today, and who is the projected starter and backup at each position because 
there has been some turnover here at Kansas, not just uh, in coaches in the last couple of years, but also a lot of players got some guys that graduated, had some guys leaving the transfer portal, gained quite a few guys in the transfer transfer portal as well. So just listing off some of these guys, talking about uh, their potential and what they can do in this Kansas program is what I want to spend most of this podcast talking about. So let's dive into it. Uh, let's start at let's do offense first. Let's start at the uh, the cream of the crop position quarterback. And right now, from what it looks like, they haven't officially named any of the. By the way, yes, they have not officially named any of these player starters yet. This is just what I'm going off of based off of what I've read and my personal feelings from what I've heard from training camp thus far. So let's dive into it. Starting with the quarterback position, it's got to be Jalen Daniels. It's got to be Daniels. He's the guy that came out at the end of last season, looked really good down the stretch, and uh, Leipold did mention that he expects Daniels to be the starter come week one, yet he hasn't officially said it, but that's the way that uh, they're leaning right now. He is a junior, and he's ready to take that next step forward. And just uh, the way that things have been looking, that's just the way it's going right now. The backup then would be Jason Bean, who uh, is a respectable guy, redshirt senior, started nine games last year. Um, But he just isn't quite to the level of athlete that Daniels is. So I think Jason Bean will be the backup quarterback for the Kansas Jayhawks. You've also got redshirt freshman Ben Easters in there and Ethan Vasco, who is also a freshman, that are going to be battling for that third quarterback spot. And like I just mentioned uh, to to kick off the show, uh, they've got more competition on the way uh, coming up next year when they bring in their latest uh, commit from uh, Georgia, Kaysen Wiseman. So quarterback position looking pretty solid going into the season. And into the future, very excited about what Lance Leipold is bringing there for the Kansas Jayhawks. Now let's go to the running back room. I think that this may be not just the strongest position group on this Kansas Jayhawks football team, but I think that this might be the strongest running back room in the Big 12. That might be a hot take, but I think that you can argue it for the Kansas Jayhawks, that they have the best running back room in the league. Let's go through it. Uh, Their starter right now, Devin Neal, he had a solid season last year, rushed for about 800 yards. He's going to get even more opportunities this year. I think he's going to reach the 1,000-yard mark, and I think that he's just going to have an excellent season. I think that they're going to focus on the running game, and I think it's going to be a huge part of what the Kansas Jayhawks offense does this year and Devin Neal is going to lead the way he's a Lawrence High grad so he's right from right right here in Lawrence Kansas that's where he's at uh, originally from he could have chosen to go to another school but wanted to stay here and be part of the building block to what Lance Leipold was doing here in Kansas so Neal is one of those guys that you love to have in your program Uh, a local kid and he's going to be leading the way in that Jayhawks backfield. Now, here are the other names to look at. The backups 
to Devin Neal. And by the way, all these guys are going to get a lot of playing time. It's not just going to be Devin Neal and then everybody else. All these guys are going to get playing time. The coaches have even said that they could have a two, three, maybe even four-headed backfield going to the season. Devin Neal for sure is going to be the starter. He's going to be the main feature guy, but they're going to feature a lot of these guys. So the backups, you've got Kai Thomas, Daniel Hishaw Jr., Sevian Morris, and T- Tory Lachlan. All these guys are going to push for playing time in this Kansas run-heavy offense. Now, something interesting, um, a, a few of these guys are transfers, uh, just came in this offseason, so they're going to be working through learning the system and everything like that. But Kai Thomas is a Topeka native, another local kid who came back to Kansas, was from Minnesota, w- w- went to the University of Minnesota, was a Golden Gopher, actually was their uh, leading rusher last year at Minnesota, and he decided to come back to Kansas. So that's going to be uh, part of the reason why I'm thinking that they're going to have the the best backfield in the Big 12, uh, backfield room at least. The depth there is just going to be incredible for the Jayhawks, and Thomas is going to be a big part of that. You've also got uh, Sevion Morrison, who I'm a big fan of, transfer from Nebraska. And he didn't have the best season last year with Nebraska, but he's one of those guys that could be a third down back, uh, really good catching it out of the backfield, could be a part of the passing game. Um, if he can stay healthy, that's going to be great. You've also got Daniel Hishaw, who was missed all of last season with hip injury, but he was a guy that they were very excited about going into last season, and he's going to be another guy that's going to be in the mix as well. So you got your starter, Devin Neal. You got Kai Thomas, Sevion Morrison, Daniel Hishaw, all a part of this rushing attack that's going to be a very solid group, and like I said, one that could be the best group in the Big 12. So I'm very excited about the running back room for the University of Kansas going into this season. Let's move on to the wide receiver group. For your starters, what it's looking like right now is it's going to be LJ Arnold, Doug Emmelman, and Trevor Wilson. Those are the three guys that are going to be your starters. And it looks like Wilson is probably going to be the slot guy. And then you've got Arnold and Emmelman. I'm really messing up his last name. Sorry about that. They're going to be the two starters on the outside. Wilson will be the one that is playing the slot on the inside. Of course, uh, another transfer, uh, a million, sorry, there it is. A million is a transfer from Minnesota. Uh, He's got speed. He could also move on to the inside if you want to play him at the slot, but he's going to be a deep threat on the outside. So it's nice to see these transfers coming in and being uh, able to be leaned on right away. Guys that have played well in camp that are going to be starters from day one with Lance Leipold. You love to see it because then you can show other transfers in future years, hey, you want to come play at Kansas? We got a spot for you. We'll plug you in right away. And not every program can say that. Of course, KU could build up to maybe where they won't be able to say that in the future, but right now that's something that KU could uh, promote to other uh, kids that are trying to come into the program next offseason if they want to transfer in. You've got uh, 
for for backups at wide receiver, you got uh, Kalen Robinson, Quentin Skinner, and Kevin Terry. So this is a group of guys that are pretty inexperienced. Um, the guys that are uh, backups right now, pretty inexperienced. But uh, there is a little bit of depth there. They're younger, but they they could bring some versatility to the table. And that's something that you like to see when you have depth there at the wide receiver position if somebody ahead of them goes down. So I think, like I said in my over-unders a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I think Trevor Wilson might be a guy that can step up and can get you some touchdowns there out of the slot, make some plays, make some guys miss, give you a big playability. And then this transfer, Doug Emilian, also a big play threat. So I'm excited to see what these Jayhawks wide receivers can do with Jalon Daniels uh, throwing them the ball. Let's go to the tight end position now. Looking like your starter is going to be Trevor Cardell. Cardell is a tall, athletic redshirt sophomore coming in, and uh, they have been rotating very extensively throughout training camp, but I think Trevor Cardell will be the guy that stands out and gets that starting position. You've also got Jared Casey, who earned a scholarship in the last couple of weeks. Uh, He was the walk-on that, of course, earned his fame through getting the two-point conversion catch against Texas last year in Kansas's big road win at Texas. So Jared Casey is going to be in the mix at tight end. He kind of came on as a fullback, also tight end, uh, kind of a split guy. Really good in high school in Texas. But uh, Jared Casey, a guy that's going to stick to tight end and will likely be the first guy off the bench. You've also got Mason Fairchild and Tavita Noah. So those are guys that are have been rotating in and out throughout training camp. And the one that I'm keeping an eye on that looks like the starter should be Trevor Cardell. You've also got Will Huggins in the mix as well for depth at tight end let's look at the offensive line now Uh, they only lost one starter from last season and that was Malik Clark so you've got a pretty good offensive line coming back they boosted their stock this offseason by getting into the weight room adding weight and I think they did that so that they can focus on the running game to get that going with all of their great running backs that they have so Left tackle, you've got Earl Bostic Jr. Left guard, Michael Ford Jr. Your center is going to be Mike Nowitzki. Right guard, Armage Reed Adams. And right tackle, Bryce Cabaldu. So let's uh, let's see here. We got, it looks like Ford is the one that's going to take over Malik Clark's spot in the starting lineup at left guard. Um, that's going to be, uh, hopefully he can just, uh, transition and fit right in with the offensive line, get after it. Um, but these guys, like I said, in the off season, they really focused on upping their weight, getting stronger and being a line that can push some guys around and get the running game going and give Jalen Daniels some, uh, some time back there give him some opportunities to throw so he's not running for his life the whole time, the whole game back there. But 
Uh, the offensive line coach, Scott Fuchs, is very excited about some of these backups that are coming in, some of these new guys, some freshmen and some uh, transfers they have coming in, some versatility um, in the backup spot. So you've got James Livingston, DeKendrick Stearns, DeAndre Dorian, Nolan Gorzyski, Oh man, I'm 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 not even going to try that last name. I should have should have practiced it more going into this podcast, but that's all right. Uh, Dominic Puny as well is, uh, across the line. It looks like uh, Fuchs is very excited about what these backups can bring to the table, and I honestly don't know a ton about these backups, but I trust the coach. He's the one that sees them every day. And I'm excited about what they've brought back at the offensive line position. Let's flip over to the defensive tackle spot. Right now, it looks like your starters are going to be Sam Burt and Caleb Sampson. They are the oldest and most experienced uh, on the team, and I think they're going to do just fine up there. Uh, Burt is in his sixth season. Sampson is in his fifth, so you know you've got some experience there up front with those defensive tackles. Even the backups have some uh, experience there. Uh, Eddie Wilson and Caleb Taylor. Caleb started four games last year as a redshirt freshman, and he's put on 50 pounds. Like I said, in in the offseason, both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive line, really worked hard to get stronger, get heavier, and they just wanted to be able to, to on the offensive side, get the running game going, and on the defensive side, stop the other team's running game. And I think they've done that very well even in the backups, like guys like Caleb Taylor, who put on 50 pounds this offseason. So you've also got Ronald McGee, Keenan Caldwell, DJ Withers, and Tommy Dunn Jr., all guys that could rotate in and play. Uh, Burt and Sampson look like the guys that are going to be starters, but all of these other guys can get into the mix and could play in day, in the first game against Tennessee Tech. These are guys the defensive tackle position is very deep for Kansas. I wouldn't say they're better than the running back group, but if there's another group of guys from top to bottom, I think that the defensive tackle group is probably the deepest that KU has. Uh let's keep it on the defensive side. Defensive ends, the two starters looking like it's going to be Lonnie Phelps Jr. And Malcolm Lee Phelps is a transfer from Miami of Ohio. And it looks like he'll be on the strong side of the defensive end. And he'll be uh, the leader in the pack for pass rushing. Malcolm Lee, uh, another guy that is a guy that can get after the quarterback as well. So keep an eye on him. Jerome Robinson will probably be the first guy off the bench as a backup. And then Hayden Hatcher as well. You've also got Zion DeBose. Cole Petrus, Demarion Alexander, and Davion Westmoreland. So these are all guys that uh, could get into the mix, but it's going to be Lonnie Phelps Jr. that's leading the way, the transfer from Miami, Ohio, Malcolm Lee as well, for your defensive ends. Now the linebacker position, this is one that I think is upgraded uh, significantly since last year. They've changed the most. Uh, they've got some transfers in. They've got some freshmen in. And I think that they are going to be uh, significantly upgraded from last year. Now, it will it might take some time for them to, to gel together, but the top six guys at this position 
on the depth chart should see some playing time. So let's just go through them right now. The starters, I think, are going to be Rich Miller, Eric Gilliard, and Craig Young. Now, those are the guys that I think are going to start, but these next three guys are also going to get playing time. Taiwan Berryhill, Lorenzo McCaskill, and Gavin Potter. All chances to get some playing time early on. Now, Craig Young is a transfer from Ohio State, and he's the Hawk linebacker. So he's going to be the hybrid strong side linebacker. He's going to be the guy that can fly all over the field and make plays for you. And Craig Young is going to be a guy that I'm keeping an eye on early on in the season uh, against Tennessee Tech in the first game as a guy that uh, could be making significant significant plays for the Kansas Jayhawks defense. So I'm really excited about this new and improved linebacking group. Keep an eye on all those guys. Let's go to cornerback. The starters, Kalon Jervin, Romello Dotson, and Jacoby Bryant. Those are your cornerback starters. And uh, it it seems like this is a group that struggled a little bit last year. Um, they were very youthful. They've got a little bit more seasoning to them now. So this is a group that could take that next step. I'm not 100% sure I'm sold on everybody in this group. But they're a group of guys that should show some improvement at least. So I'm looking at um, Jervin, Dotson, and Bryant as guys that, uh, that should be improved this year at least. Maybe not the best group on the field, but uh, maybe with a better pass rush, maybe that could help them out as well. Uh, Mc- Monty McGarry is a guy that's transferring in from Utah State, supposed to be a backup to start the season, but he's a seventh-year senior with that COVID year. Uh, some of these guys are getting old now. I-, I-, I didn't look at his age before I started talking about this uh, him in this podcast, but seventh-year senior, man, he's got to be... 24 years old, pushing on 25. So he's a pro right now at this point. Uh, uh, His name is Monty McGarry coming in from Utah State. So keep an eye on him possibly coming in as being a backup for the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, uh, the safety group. This is the group that I think is very strong for the Kansas Jayhawks. Kenny Logan Jr., the best defensive player on the field. And then Kansas uh, landing a marquee transfer in Marvin Grant. He started all 13 games at Purdue last season, and he is coming off of an injury, so he hasn't played a ton right now with the first team. But going into week one against uh, Tennessee Tech, I think it's going to be Kenny Logan Jr. and Marvin Grant as your starters at safety. You've got O.J. Burroughs and Jarrett Paul as backups at the position. So I I really like the starters and what they could bring to the table this year. Kenny Logan Jr., um, an all-Big 12-type performer, and Marvin Grant coming in from the Big Ten starting last year on a decent Purdue team. So I'm really excited to see what those guys can bring to the safety position. And then, of course, you've got your specialists. You've got your kicker, Jacob Borsilla. You've got your punter, Reese Vernon. And for kickoffs, they're going to go with Tabor Allen this year. So... That's what we got for the Kansas Jayhawks this year. The the uh, starters and some of the reserves. Hopefully uh, you got all that written down. I know it was a lot to go through in one episode, but I'm just really excited about this team, the depth that Lance Leipold has added to it, and the starters on this team just looking like they could be much better than last year. And the guys that were here last year that were starters have that year of seasoning 
added to their uh, their resume. So I'm very excited about this Kansas football team. Cautiously optimistic is what I've been saying all offseason for this Kansas football program, but I'm going to say it again. I'm still very cautiously optimistic for the Kansas Jayhawks football program. So I think that's going to do it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter at JayhawkerTalker, at Mark the Overseer. Let me know what you think about the KU depth chart and what they have going on there. Uh, you can find out all about KU football on heartlandcollegesports.com. I've got a couple of articles up there that were recent from about KU football. Also have uh, an article that was recently posted by Brian, our guy Brian, about the best case scenario and the worst case scenario for KU football. Um, so it, it's it's fun fun to see what everybody's writing about KU football right now over at Heartland College Sports. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Heartland uh, College Sports Podcast Network. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.